Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all of our U.S. listeners. This is a holiday week of Material, the Material Podcast, episode number 335. We're recording today, a couple days before Thanksgiving holiday. I'm your host, Florence Zion. I'm joined here by my co-host, Andy Anako. Hi, Andy. Hello. It's weird because you're you're in widescreen now, like like ultra, like 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 two three three to one widescreen. Because we're doing mm. we because of the emergency that we went through last last week, where we had to end this, we had to finish up the show by using Duo. We thought, hey, I wonder, I wonder if it would be better or more interesting to do use Google Duo, like for instead of Skype for our regular calls. And if nothing else, it's good content. We're 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 a Google podcast. Precisely. So part of it part of it is weird because Skype puts obviously puts limitations on how I can see your video window. Like it's it's always going to be here is the here's mm-hmm. the aspect ratio and I'll scale it up or down. And if you make it too small, I'll just sort of like chop things up. Whereas here in Duo, I've got you in a Chrome browser window. Like I can make you like I, I can make the window really really window. wide so that it's like again too. Two, three, three to one. Like I like I'm like I'm watching like I'm in a THX theater in the like early eighties and I'm a kid and I'm seeing like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom for the first time. I'm really, really excited. So Florence Ion in the flow lab covered in paraphernalia of her childhood. Because <laughs> that's essentially <laughs> I was trying to think of something fancy and catchy, such as Indiana Jones, but my head is not quite there because as we are using Duo, I'm also scrambling, thinking about everything. So I am, this is the Thanksgiving week, as I alluded. I'm excited to have a couple of days off. And so I figured that I would commemorate it at the top of our podcast, even for those who maybe aren't celebrating it this week. And, you know, I'm not throwing a party or anything. I'm just picking up picking up a whole foods turkey and eating it, you know, just us three at our little tiny dining room table. But as my immigrant ancestors taught me, (laughs) we must clean the house before we celebrate. It needs, things need to be clean. There needs to be a sheen. I don't want to see a hair. I don't want to see a dust bunny. I don't want to see any sort of debris anywhere. Like we need to have things look nice. The the blankets need to be folded. I'll tell you, Andy, I even bought, I even bought an upholstery cleaner. Ooh. One of those machines. You know, I just I, sucks. I, I, you know, I, I noticed I noticed that the the plastic slip cover that's usually on the sofa behind you is like is off already. So you must you must be expecting company. <sighs> I wish I had a plastic <laughs> slip cover. I wish. <laughs> Those were back. I, I kind of am hoping with this sort of – so as I find out in my TikTok adventures, there's a lot of lo-fi coming back into the zeitgeist because Gen Z is like finding themselves – I guess they are over the idea of overconsumption, which – my generation has really been part of. And so <laughs> they're going to this lo-fi way of life. You know, they're doing cassettes. They're doing wired uh, old iPods. It's <laughs> Apparently this is happening. I don't know because I don't hang around teenagers or like young 20 year olds, but I digress. Um, I I feel as though I I feel as though I shouldn't let you continue before I also say that I also have not been hanging around 20 20 year olds. I feel feel like if I if I were silent on that point, it might we we have a large enough audience that there might be some people say, wait a minute. Why didn't that's kind of suspicious that Andy didn't say, of course, I don't also look at like hang out with or monitor 20 year olds so i I can absolutely promise all of you 
that the only twenty-year-olds I have, I, I have not, I have not hung out with twenty-year-olds until like my youngest uh, niece and/or nephew like graduated college. Yes, and then it's like hanging out with a baby because you have absolutely no idea what to do. You're just like, ah, what do I do? Do I coddle you? Do I hey, do I feed you? you? Yeah. Can you explain to me what the word yeet means? Because, you know, it keeps changing. Every time I think I'm about ready to start using it in context, then, I, I, then I'm then i pretty sure I still don't understand what. As I, I, I used to think that it used to be like the, the antonym of, of yoink. But then uh, another another youth explained to me that I was completely off base there. And they're saying, oh, God, I got to hang out with this person at Christmas. But after Christmas, I don't have to see him again until next Thanksgiving. I got to tell you, like the TikTok algorithm, I completely forgot the I forgot what I was the the poll that I was going down. So I don't even <laughs> remember what this initially started as, which is much like my TikTok algorithm. It just it just ebbs and flows. Yes. Well, so, but, but it is, it is nice. Like how, how many years have you done like just you and your immediate family, like me, your, your husband and your kid? Is this the first nope. time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, oh yeah. my God, you're, you are about to understand Thanksgiving in a joyous and wonderful way that I myself was not free to enjoy until like a few years after both my parents uh, passed. And that, that I, I would give anything to have family like Thanksgiving with them again because I love them very much. But it was the first year that I realized that, you know what, I'm a grown adult and I don't dislike like my family. But if I want to not go to someone else's house for Thanksgiving, if I want to just cook my own damn turkey exactly the way I damn like it and like eat it in my pajamas at a time of day when I want to do it and also be watching Mystery Science Theater 3000 and Bob's Burgers all that time, I have that option available to me. So every I, – I, I keep kind of switching it off like about a week before uh, is when like usually I'll get like invitations and I'll – Put, I'll, I'll I'll use my immediate reaction to those inter- invitations to sort of gauge like am I am I into it this year or am I not into mm. it this year? This year yeah. I decided I'm well obviously last year we couldn't do it but at all but this year I'm like you know what I'm kind of not into it. I'm actually looking for also also last year because it was 2020 and most of us had been beaten down in general. I oh, did goodness. I I decided I decided to push that hey it's Thanksgiving I'm doing it my by myself I can do my own vibe and I decided that no I don't want to cook my own Thanksgiving dinner. I want to order like two large pizzas at the pizza place and and basically put them in the fridge and just re, and just have beautiful one one cheese pizza that I will enjoy cold, one like full deluxe pizza that I will that I will reheat oh, and I was, and it was one of the best Thanksgivings pizza. ever. Yeah. Uh, well, we listen, Whole Foods, Turkey, still great. I've had yep. it like four or five years in a row. <laughs> yep. Just stop making <laughs> food. Going to pick up some pies um, and we're going to gorge ourselves for a couple days. It's Yay. always nice to have some days off. And um, Andy, what have you got going for the holiday this year? Well, uh, this is see, it's uh as has happened the previous years when I've done like Thanksgiving alone, obviously it's not, it's not alone alone because I'm usually like, you know, chatting with like friends from time to time throughout the course of the day. Uh, but I, I'm doing one thing that's different. I, first of all, the first, the, the first year that I did like Thanksgiving alone, I, this was like my second or third year with a sous vide uh, cooker. And so I did mm. like the turkey sous vide and that, Oh my 
God, like yeah. no other turkey yeah. I've ever had. I, I can, That's I can absolutely legitimately say, yeah. right. I, 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 this is the best Thanksgiving turkey I've ever had. It's always mm-hmm. a step down when I go to someone else's house, turkey wise. But this year, <laughs> this year I decided. See, the the only other problem is that I do like, uh, like pie is a really good, really good sus- uh, source of sustenance on Thanksgiving. It's something oh, like yes. it's, you, you don't want to cheap out on it and. I feel like I can get the store bought pie and that's fine. But the problem is that if I, and I, when I'm visiting someone else for Thanksgiving, usually the thing I bring is a pie because I can, I can knock out a pie, no problem. But if I hmm. bake, if I make one like for myself, that's going to be like four days. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to joke. I'll probably have half of it over the course of Thanksgiving, but that's still, but at that point I can do, I can deal with right. not having pie for a couple of days, but I still have all this pile of, so what I'm getting at is that I decide I'm, I'm doing something different this year. Uh, I am, this is, I've just, I've declared this is the year of the mini pies. Okay. I, so I, I like I, this. I, I bought these tiny little like foil loaf pans at the grocery store. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. I also ordered on it when I got from home, I got so intrigued by the possibilities. I also like looked to see what kind of like mini pie pans are available, found these really nice, like six inch wide pie pans, but they're a little extra deep. So mm-hmm. uh, they'll be good. They'll be good for like a meat pie. Like if I want to do a savory say, pies. or a quiche, oh, which frankly I love. I love right. quiche. Right. So, but it, but it means that like I can make like an individual pie that I can really glutton out on, like and eat the entire thing, but not feel like I'm eating an entire pie. You should make a savory pie and a sweet pie. You should do. You should well, do no, a doing, pie well, giving doing, meal. I have I, I have plans for my usual like apple and strawberry pie. Uh, I might have. I, I also did inventory of my kitchen and realized that if I want to do a chocolate pie from scratch, like a chocolate chiffon, I happen oh. to have the materials for it. But the, the but the the big innovation this year is uh, a, a couple of months ago, one of my friends on Instagram uh, posted a picture of uh, this uh, cheese cheese souffle that she does. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a Jacques Pepin, the TV cook that is almost when you when you when you talk about well, who is the really really beloved TV chef? Oh, Julie Child. Oh, I'm sorry. Other than Julie, Julie Child, usually the old school version of that is Jacques Pepin. And so he tells the story about he introduced this this recipe for a cheese souffle where uh, he visited his mom and his mom was making this souffle and and the the mom wasn't like doing all of the steps like all the really really hard to things that make a, a souffle like really really a pain in the butt to do and Jacques Pepin like one of the world's most famous maman you're not you're it's not going to come out to get out of the kitchen it'll work it'll it'll work and he was and he and he he got the quiche and uh, he got the souffle and he's like I'll be damned it's actually it's not as high or as puffy as like a regular like cheese souffle but it's it's risen it's cheesy it's lovely it's good and it basically took like one third the effort so i have the i have the recipe and i'm going to try to knock out one of these like easy to do like cheese souffles because i feel as though as a side dish that will that will complement turkey and green beans uh, and mashed potatoes very very well i love this i love this for you i do ask that you please if it's aesthetically pleasing to your eye to post a photo because I, i will one thing I do love on the day of Thanksgiving here in the United States is all the food photos that come. Yes, 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 yes. Sometimes the food photos, you know, could use a better lighting, but for the most part, yeah, I am always curious to see how everybody spends their dinner because you know we all come. It is of the American culture that we do this every year. We get together and <laughs> we do this dinner, and so it's interesting to see how. The variations between households, between people and such. It's yeah. a 
Yes. And also, it also seems like for, for all the uh, anything involving family, there's always the possibility of a lot of stress and a lot of I'm going to have to pregame for three days to be ready to spend like four hours with the people in my family that I like and the people that I can definitely be a good enough person to deal with them for three hours or four hours a day in once in November and once in the year. Uh, but also it's, it's not like Christmas. It's not like other holidays where there's like so much of this eight weeks of preamble to it and all these expectations and all of these like obligations to them. The, uh, we were talking, we were talking before the show about how one of the cool things about being a grown up is realizing that, wait a minute, these, uh, used to like in, in my household, it was, well, Thanksgiving is going to be wherever mom and dad are. Like, you know, obviously at their house for right. almost the, almost their entire lives in the last three or four years of their lives, it was wherever, like they decided to like take out a room at a hotel, like, a, and, and have it catered or uh, one of my, mm. one of my sisters would host it. And, but wherever my mom and dad are, that's where the, that's where the Thanksgiving is. I never even considered not doing the family Thanksgiving, but what I like is this and also through like seeing other people's posts on Instagram that, you know what, I decided that I'm just going to be me and two or three other friends and that's going to be it. Or, you know what, I'm going to invite all of my friends. So it's going to be like 20 people or I would never, I would never even consider not being there with my family. Here are pictures of, here's the picture of the, uh, I, I don't, I don't cry, but I definitely are in, am in touch with my like sensitive person of wonder size when, mm-hmm. oh, look, and the, one of the, one of the, like the, one of the grandchildren like made handprint turkeys, like place, like name card holders for like every, oh, that's adorable. And oh, like, I love no, of course like you're not going to throw that. Of course you're taking that damn thing home and you're going to have it for the rest of your life because it's adorable. So yeah, so you're right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's wonderful to see how different people do this and the, the, the power that you have to simply define this holiday in a way that you choose to define it including defining it as a very very sad remembrance of abusive relationship between colonial settlers and the people right. who are already here that's also 100% legitimate as well this is why we this is why I'm I'm also glad that we sort of disengaged we we're, we're, it's like we cut away we cut away like the balloon and the balloon of like okay so we're not going to have like the thanksgiving pageant story about how wonderful it was that these settlers got together with with the indians and in peace and community and brotherhood it's like we're just going to get together and just be thankful for what they what we have and we're going to enjoy the company of the people that we love and we're not going to celebrate things that we should not be celebrating oh look that <laughs> balloon it's almost a dot in the sky we almost can't we can't see it anymore although we're, we're not going to forget the reasons why we cut it away but we're going to simply make sure we're not celebrating things we shouldn't be celebrating anyway but mm-hmm. yeah they, oh the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the last thing let's just go the last thing about the brilliance of this mini pie idea now yes pies are good but the thing is you're kind of like you you gotta have a confidence factor there because i'm gonna bake a pie you have to exactly you got this one pie if you screw it up that's the pie okay yeah however if you say i'm gonna use the same amount of like ingredients for crusts and fillings to make like four mini pies let's say you decide that i'm gonna make six and i'm gonna th- i'm gonna put it i'm gonna freeze the two that aren't really aesthetically pleasing you know <laughs> and so yes and the ones that i present yes. for the table people are gonna think oh my god these are all so beautiful that they, they could right. be they could be commercially made even though clearly they're not because they're a combination of ingredients that are tantalizing to the eye as well as to the palate god bless you andy you have an unusual uh, unusual and blessed gift for baking and meanwhile like well again there's there are a couple of freak pies that are in my freezer that i'll be enjoying in december and january but you needn't know about that <laughs> 
Oh boy. Uh, that's, I, yeah, I can't wait to hear about your pie ventures, Andy. Uh, well, speaking of traditions, we are back in the tradition of having a brand new flagship phone that we can finally both talk about. <laughs> yes. The conversation that you all have been waiting for is happening. Uh, we're going to talk about the Pixel 6. Andy's got a Pixel 6 Pro. I've got a Pixel 6 Pro. Finally, Andy's been living with it. I finally got to use it. And I have been living with it. And so we finally got things to say, which I feel is very timely because those Black Friday sales are on the corner <laughs> and everybody is texting me. And it, listen, I... I'm absolutely here to answer everybody's question, like what to get. A lot of folks have reached out asking me for my buying advice. And you know what? That's what I'm here for. But now I can finally really tell you if this <laughs> pixel is worth it or not. So we're going to get into that. We'll get into that discussion. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about the future of the pixel, you know, since we're future facing, since we're being thankful for this new flagship line, let's just say, just to... <laughs> go in with the theme here. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the rumors surrounding the folding pixel, as well as the A series of this pixel six. So mm. it's going to be pixel fun or something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Pingdom from solar winds. Today's internet users expect a fast web experience. No matter how targeted your marketing content or how sleek your website is, they'll bounce if a page is loading too slowly. But with real user monitoring from Pingdom, you can discover how website performance affects your visitor's experience so you can take action before your business is impacted. And all for as low as $10 a month. Whether your visitors are dispersed around the world or across browsers, devices, and platforms, Pingdom helps you identify bottlenecks, troubleshoot performance, and make informed optimizations. Real user monitoring is an event-based solution, so it's built for scalability. This means you can monitor millions of page views, not just sample data, and at an affordable price. Get live site performance visibility today with real user monitoring from Pingdom. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. Then, when you're ready to buy, use the code MATERIAL at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of the Material Podcast and all of RelayFM. Well, we finally did it, folks. We finally have brand new phones to talk about at the same time, which is incredible. It's it's finally it's like dancing with the stars, but it's dancing with the phones. And here we go. <laughs> I was charging my phone on my ooh, let's put that over there on my table. I had to reach and get it, which is why you heard me strain. <laughs> and here, Andy, I've got the Pixel Six ooh, with you my got, little Pachaco pop socket on the back. Yay. Yeah, it's um, it's really big. It's really big. And I got to tell you, before I put this case on it, I had to wait for a couple of days for Amazon to ship this case. I just bought like a $11 Spigen case. The pop socket costs more than the case. <laughs> and um, before that, it was just bare bones laying on my desk mat here on my desk. And it was sliding, slip and sliding. This really is the slipperiest, the most slippery, whatever. It's a sleek little phone, and it is slippery. <laughs> yeah, I've I, I, I get that. even in my hand. 
I, I get that. I um I I ordered like not the cheapest Spigen case, but they I I, I had been my my advanced recon had told me that. Uh, the nicest right. like sort of armor sort of like protective case that I, w- I would want to get is probably Spigen's case that costs like 30 bucks and I also had enough insight or, or I had enough I had enough uh, together to realize that oh I bet that after people start receiving their phones they're going to be starting to order these things and it won't be impossible it will be impossible to buy a protective case so yeah I had the I had this thing like a week before the phone came and you're right I, I did have to sort oh, of yeah, rehearse holding it in my hand and trying to judge that, okay, is this way too big or is this just bigger than my Pixel 4 I actually, I, again, I, I have big, like, strapping immigrant working class hands uh, here. That's so, right. So, so it, fits, it, it fits my hands very well, I will say. So, but it okay. will, it's not the jam for everybody else, I'm guessing. Let me show you this side-by-side comparison of the back of the... Andy can see this in his webcam. Right. I'm sorry to our audio listeners, but... So we've got the Pixel 6 over here, 6 Pro, excuse me, and the OnePlus 9. And the Pixel 6 Pro is visibly bigger than the OnePlus 9. And because of those, I want to say they're sharp corners. They're certainly sharper than the curvature that we have going on the OnePlus 9, which is what I've been using. But the OnePlus 9 is also narrower. Such a hard word to say out loud. (laughs) And as a result, it's easier for my thumb to navigate across the screen versus the Pixel 6 Pro, which is all to say, I do have to take the Pixel 6 out for a spin, which Google also sent me to test out. And I can already say I'm glad I did not like just buy this blindly (laughs) because this is too big for me. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable for me to reach my thumb across the screen. I have long nails right now. And... (laughs) It's it's a challenge typing on the screen with long nails because if something's keeping the finger from touching its feet. <laughs> I wish the capacitive touchscreens were a little more accommodating for the nail. I wish there was a little more, I don't know, maybe a nail polish that would help that <laughs> electromagnet pulse kind of hit the screen. But regardless, it's so big. It's big. It's a big phone. It's 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 a helpful lumper, that's for sure. That's for sure. But mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of enjoying it because I've never had as my daily driver, like the big screen version of whatever phone it is. And I'm enjoying it for more reading. I'm enjoying it for a bigger screen for when I'm taking pictures. Big screen does make a difference. Yeah, it does. But but again, I do have all joking aside, I do have like bigger hands. So and and it did it did mean that when i uh, when i laid out my my app icons on my on my launcher it was like okay we're going to make sure that the apps we use the most are within the radius of whatever thumb that i'm whatever thumb i tend to have at, at the ready when i need to quickly like i'm walking i need to bring up google maps to find out where the heck i am so yeah that that's definitely going to be a factor there is a shortcut for like sort of stretching the screen a little bit to like sort of shimmy it down momentarily right. Uh, but I have never figured out. I, I haven't. I haven't memorized it yet because I haven't been using it that much. The weird part with that, and I have. I, I'm only judging based on what I've used from the Gboard app. But when I shrink the Gboard app to move it around the screen uh, for a bigger screen, it always feels out of place. Like my muscle memory is off, and I have to uh, recalibrate where the keyboard is. So I don't like. I actually don't like those kind of changes because it changes the UI for me a little bit from where my brain sort of prepped to tap. Um, I haven't actually used, by the way, the under display fingerprint scanner. I haven't set it up. 
I haven't okay. wanted to deal with it, quite frankly. Have you been using it? I've been using it, and I, but I think that right off the bat, that's kind of an un. That shows a problem that Google needs to solve. That if there are people who are like, oh god, I've heard, I heard it's going to be like an emotional yeah. trial to get this thing to work, exactly. and so I'm just going to stick to something else. Uh, I've, I've, I'm certainly, I have not had a problem with it. I, the only problem that I had, so to speak, was that I had to train myself that it's not like the ultrasonic sensor that I had on my previous phone. It doesn't register immediately and instantly. I do have to hold it for a. A cognitive, a cognitive moment, uh, and wait for an acknowledgement that it actually has been read and that it has unlocked. And the way I've described it, it sounds like it's like an interminable wait. I'm, I'm saying it's, it's not, it's not a long wait. It's just not instantaneous. But as far as like reading my fingerprint goes, it seems to work just fine. The only time it's ever had a problem reading my fingerprint is, uh, on one of the, the usual reasons why a fingerprint re- reader doesn't work where uh, like I've just washed my hands and like they're super, right. super bone dry. Right. Or it's, it's on a winter, some of these winter days that we've been seeing off and on. Thank, thank you. Climate change. It's like, we've gone from, I'm not joking, like 68 degrees and now it's 32 and now, but don't worry tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to be 62. But may, if you're going to be in the city after five, make sure you also have like a coat inside your laptop bag. Cause it's going to get down to 43. But yeah, that, that, that sort of stuff. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not oh, unhappy boy. with it. Oh boy. Um, we've got some software features to talk about that I haven't really delved into. I haven't really delved into many of them. Like the live translation feature, I've used similar features on the OnePlus 9. I mean, I use a live caption often. I haven't used a live translate, but Andy, have you have you had any experience with a live translate at this point? Yeah, I mean, I, I did have to play with it a lot because I, I did my, I wouldn't call it a review on NPR last week, but it was my, hey, I'm definitely going to be devoting like a segment topic to this. Uh, and so and, and I really did want to figure out every time that you have a, a product rollout of a new phone and they spend a lot of time boasting about how good this really cool, innovative new feature is. I have to figure out, I have to know for myself, are they Samsunging it or is, does it actually work? Like, is it just a really good thing to get for that first ouch to Samsung, by the way, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a well-earned ouch. It's the, there. I, I still remember, uh, I still remember, uh, I was in city for the city for uh, New York city for the rollout of, I don't know, whatever the Samsung galaxy was at the time, a few years ago. And, uh, the, the famous, uh, the, some famous feature for, uh, f- first fingerprint reader or the first like face scanner or something like that. And it's actually like the front page of the New York post or something about this new miracle. I don't know. The headline was iPhone E Y E hyphen phone. And I just remember passing by this newsstand on this, uh, on the subway thinking you people are idiots. You're such dopes. It's a, it's a feature that kind of works. I mean, it's a fun demo, but it doesn't really, it's not really practical and it's not really secure, but it, it worked well enough to get the front page of the New York Post to get people to say, oh my God, this hot new, uh, incredibly high tech Samsung phone. I, I I like the cut of its jib. I need to stop by the, phone, the Canal Street to see if I can buy a counterfeit version as soon as, as soon as they, they start to get crum- they're crumped out. Uh, but yeah, the, it, it, so they, Google definitely was showing off as a way of flexing on the new tensor chip and all the onboard machine learning hey look we're doing on device translation and i'll be damned it actually works really really well i was uh i was checking out uh, uh president mark on uh the french president that has i was using oh, his, yes. i was using his twitter feed because um 
I would like to think that it means that it will automatically like translate like TV, Japanese TV shows and Japanese movies and stuff like that. Uh, Google themselves say, well, it really is engineered for a single speaker, ideally one that's like speaking into a microphone, such as someone you're speaking to on the phone or 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 someone you're having like a chat which would be more i would say i don't mean to say this in a negative way but it would be more elementary kind of speaking or not elementary excuse me more 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 conventional it's not designed as conventional is what i meant to say thank you yes conventional because that that was another that was another thing i was kind of concerned about like again how smart is this translator have they taken like high school level french or are they actually doing conversational french i was very very pleased with uh all the all the speeches that i, I was listening to uh, uh some of the other speeches that i was listening to from the same channel or the same source it had like an english caption that was actually human prepared english captions and the machine generated translation and caption was spot on just in far in terms of intent and t- even when they were using like flowery political idiomatic speech it's like you know it is it, it is very it, it is very very appropriate that an anagram of the word love is also the word blah blah and like because this is the sort of thing that we're trying to fight against and blah 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 so it wasn't just simply like i went to the store i asked the man where is the pen and the man said the pen is on the table and then I went. It's but it, the, the fact that it was able to it was able to keep up, and it was very. It seemed idiogrammatic. It seemed as though the original mm. intent was coming through. That was very very impressive to me. And I even and as it happened, someone like during the week that I was particularly focusing on the translation text, someone sent me hip to. Uh, we're both you and I are both big fans of Colombo, uh, and apparently in Japan for Japanese television there was, I don't even want to call it a Japanese version of Colombo. It was. Of kind of like a a, a uh, enthusiastic ripoff of Columbo, where you have a detective <laughs> yeah. who uh, it was almost like the premise of the, the premise of the of the thing was that there is a Japanese detective that he himself enjoys Colum- Peter Falk so much that he dresses as Columbo and right. he's adopted his mannerisms. Uh, and so, so and someone sent me like posted on Twitter like a clip from the show, and it was like a regular TV clip where it's like two or three speakers, and there's like background like incidental music, uh, and <laughs> and it actually it actually kept up with it. It was a it was I I couldn't completely follow it because it was the scene started in the middle, but I was surprised to find that it actually kind of worked, especially because the Japanese translation is in beta. Uh, and I mean, there isn't even Spanish yet. There's like German, French, English, and Italian. I am wondering if that's just because Japan is just a really big pixel market. Maybe. Uh, I don't know where but I got think, that stat. Think, but it's I in just, my mind. For I just feel reason. like if, if they got French, they probably got Spanish because they've got similar roots. Like the mo- if the model can to do figure- Latin languages. Yeah. Yeah, but I could but I could be wrong. It was just surprising that. Especially something that this being that features that are launching first in the United States that they wouldn't have Spanish as a language, but eh, who knows? But yeah. but but the the gist is that this stuff actually works and it works really well apparently. Yeah, the other thing that kind of works and that I've been playing a lot with is Magic Eraser, and yeah. <laughs> part of it is because yes, I was tasked with trying it out and you know seeing what it's about, and I'm actually I'm really glad that I got a chance to use it and really understand it for the last couple of days. Cause I've, what I basically did is I took my daughter to a cute little like toddler children's theme park 
in Oakland and it's it's like fairyland. Excuse me. It is. It's called fairyland, but it's storybook themed. And so it's very cute. Right. Lots of little kids running around everywhere. So I figured, oh, my God, this is the actual real life, you know, uh, scenario for a person to use the magic eraser. So I went and I poured through these photos. I tried to scrub other people's children from as many photos as I possibly could. Um, I tried to take, you know, like leaves and stray objects out of photos where Mona was like looking really cute and all these sort of things. And it worked very well for the small things. It, you know, I compared a lot to the, you know, the, um, the brush feature in, excuse me, the spot removal feature in Lightroom. Right. We can kind of go in and it'll buff it out like something is not even there. So what you do with this feature is you trace with your finger and just kind of like scrub out the area where you want Google Photos to do its magic. And then it sort of removes. Mm. (laughs) At least that's how I've kind of like seen it work is I tried to just outline like a kid's body and it didn't really work so well. And so what I did instead is I just scrubbed out over the general area of the body and it seemed to still understand what I wanted to remove from the photo. And so again, it works just like a spot removal feature. But if the pattern is too complicated in the background or if it's something that's not easily repeatable, you start to see where the AI kind of breaks down. So I had like this picture of... And you'll be able to see this on Gizmodo when this goes live this week. But there's this picture of the Queen of Hearts' guards, you know, from Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) I tried to cut off their heads. I said, (laughs) let's do this. Painting the roses red, off with your head. So I tried to cut out their heads. And it absolutely could not figure out what was supposed to go on behind it. And so from far away, it would look like, oh, there's a bunch of flowers over there. That's what's going on. But when you zoom in close, you see... It just looks like the AI kind of lost its footing. Uh, it's It's been very interesting to see how this works. I also tried it, by the way, with an iPhone photo. So what I did is I downloaded the HEIC file and uh, used Magic Eraser locally. And so it'll still do the job. And it, again, it was, it was able to try and repeat the pattern. So it's been yeah. an interesting experience. But um, I wouldn't try and remove any fences just yet. <laughs> uh, we we sh- we we're not going to let that go, and we shouldn't let that go. That that, that was no. that was interesting experience you had. I I have I don't think I've I've ever even tried the scrub mechanism before. I'm, I've always I'm just circled stuff. Mentioning a scrub, like like right. you just use your finger and right. You, you, know. can, you can you can either just sort yeah. of like like draw over it as here's as a way of indicating here's the thing I want you to get rid of. I've I've been having exceptionally good success with just circling something and then oh, the AI nice. will figure out that what is an object inside this thing. And if it is something it can recognize as a human being, for instance, all the better. When you when you when you tap the magic eraser button, the first thing it does is does an analysis. And if it figures out that, oh, I can see a bunch of people mm-hmm. that I can definitely if you just tap on mm-hmm. any of these figures, I will get rid of them selectively. It works it works great. It's I've, I've, it's really neat. <laughs> It is, to it see, is, by the way, live. It is magic. It, re- it really is like the uh, the Back to the Future Marty McFly effect, where I, I, th- I think mm, they must right. have known that. Oh no, we're not going to just simply like go blip and it's gone. It's like no, we're going to have like this figure like flash a little bit and then fade away and be replaced by this new background. Um, and I found that I found in my experiences over the past three weeks that there are certainly times where it doesn't do a good job at all. And you just say, okay, undo. Sorry. I guess that, that was mm-hmm. too much to ask or, or well, at least, at least it was worth a try, but usually it does 
at least an acceptable job, meaning that if you were to post this thing to Instagram, if it's I'm a big fan of the Baumgartner Restoration YouTube channel. It's like one of my favorite mm-hmm. channels. He's an art he's an art restorer, and he often talks about how it's often it's not my job to uh, make this painting look as though it had never been damaged. Sometimes what the client wants or what's more appropriate for this kind of damage is to at least uh, address the damage so that it doesn't call attention to itself. Mm-hmm. So that, yes, if you did look, if you did look really, really closely, you would see that, wow, yeah. there's something funky going on with like this patch of trees. Well, that's because that was completely, it had completely disappeared and there was no way that I could determine what was supposed to be there. So I reconstructed it and it was, I didn't make an attempt to make people think that the original artist's hand had painted this. That's, that's the sort of thing that I, I sort of customarily expect from it. But even given that at best, it is darn good. Even for someone operating Photoshop, it's very, very impressive when, uh, like I've uh, when I uh, I use the magic eraser on like a floodlight that's on top of uh, like a business sign and it disappeared and it realized that oh well actually there's like some crowd there's like the top of the sign that's illuminated like has like a sort of like white strip molding so I'm just going to continue that white molding behind it to make sure that it make sure it blends in uh even like when you're i'm removing like an entire person i <laughs> i could okay i couldn't i couldn't resist there's a very very famous photo of like stalin like early in his oh, like geez. tenure as dictator okay. where very 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 famously when like w- members of his like staff or his, his his supporters like fell out of favor or were eliminated the official like historic photo would like be would be edited so that like Nikolai Yesov, who was like the first <laughs> head of this uh, secret secret police, like the very famous official where, hey, here's like three or four people like walking with Stalin on this waterfront. And oh, look, here's Stalin and two other people, not three other people walking along the waterfront. And so, yeah, you just circle Nikolai Yezov. And then after about a second or so, it's not as good as what the state police were able to, what, what the propaganda machine of Soviet Russia under Stalin was able to achieve, but it's quite credible. And for the, and for the purpose, for the task that <laughs> it's, it's meant credible. to do. Yeah. Like so, there's so many times where uh, like uh, there's, uh, you just took a beautiful, a great picture of your kid and, you know, you don't your five your four or five year old they're running around they're not always stopping they're not always you know it's it's like oh my god it's perfect it's it's sharp it's clear it's beautiful it it looks like how i think of my kid and then you're about to like send it to like all your friends and relatives to post on instagram and that's when you notice that in the background behind him in the park there's a dog taking a dump and you're like oh Oh, yeah damn it exactly and so circle that and the dog will either be either have completely disappeared or there will be a camouflaged blur of pixels that you won't really notice unless you're really really looking hard at that background in any event that camouflage blur of pixels is going to be much better than a dog finding firmamental relief uh behind your adorable adorable <laughs> child in any event it, do, it does show off how really powerful a lot of this onboard ai stuff really is so they weren't just yes. whistling dixie there now we before you know we move on we should talk a little bit about software the thing about the you know thing about android is that you are getting the software on other phones that run android as well android 12 is what we're talking about here but the interface or the launcher i should say will be different and so the pixel runs the pixel launcher and which has its own very extreme material you aesthetic it's something it's not necessarily <sighs> It's just different to me. 
And I think the thing is that I've been on a OnePlus phone for two generations now, and I got so used to what they let me do with the launcher that coming to the Pixel feels really re- restricting. Okay, mm. Andy can't see that through the camera, but coming back to the Pixel and it like you can't change the icons very easily except from the shapes that Google provides through Android 12. Um, the app drawer is just one giant long list of apps, which is great, <laughs> but it's just one giant long list of apps. The search function has been definitely improved, but again, I don't know. It's mm. perhaps I need to live with it a little bit longer to really. Yeah. I, I, I like it. I don't think that material you has so far been as big a revelation as i was hoping yeah exactly it's uh, i should take a look at other launchers i've i've been happy enough with the pixel launcher that i haven't really messed with it but that said i've always wished that gosh i wish that grid were a little bit tighter i wish that yes. i didn't have to make as many uh, when i'm when i'm laying out of uh, i often i often lay out a special home page for the day if that makes sense that t- today i'm today i'm going to be uh traveling by 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 amtrak uh and going to new york city and seeing a play or something therefore i want to make sure that google maps is front and center i want the amtrak app to be front and center i want the the lift app to be front and center and i also want shortcuts for the people that i'm seeing and maybe a couple of the notes that i'm using and it it, i think the pixel monster sometimes gets in that way simply by virtue of the fact that you can't put icons exactly where you would like them to go it wants to make things a little bit more airy and a little bit more orderly than maybe you want for any particular any particular reason i think i'm going to try i'm going to try again i'm going to try with a different wallpaper i'm going to try a couple things and see now that i have some time to really play with it the next couple of days to make it look cute i think i will i will try and see what happens um I think last thing and most important, the thing everybody is wondering is how we feel about the cameras on these things. I will say the pictures, the quality that I expected from a Pixel phone remains. Yeah. Wonderful photos. I'm so happy that I used this. I'm sorry. I just noticed a cobweb. (laughs) I need to clean tomorrow. Damn it. See this uh, for for the for the for the, for the for the for the benefit of the listeners who aren't like seeing the live feed because because you had this sort of like uh like Broadway sort of like lift looking towards your key light gesturing toward the sky as if I'm gonna make the big note then oh what's that oh cobweb okay anyway <laughs> listen don't cry for me Argentina <laughs> yes I gotta clean my own house so this is what happens but. Um, okay. So the, the photos that I took of my outing with my kid the other day were phenomenal. I'm so glad that I took all my photos of the pixel six pro and I've got another SIM going in this thing. It's not my, my main phone, but I've got another SIM in this. So I'm going to take all my pictures this holiday season. And it's, it's going to be a great thing to look back on the thing I'm really impressed with. And it's because I've been using this macro lens on the one plus nine, which is like a yes and no. It's a yes and no situation. Sometimes it's a yes, right? Sometimes it's a no. Sometimes the macro mode knows exactly how to switch into exactly where it needs to be to get a very clear picture of my tiny Tamagotchi screen. Yes. Sometimes it stays on macro mode when it's shooting my child and it makes her look all fuzzy and you know not quite right. 
Okay, I guess, I guess I guess I guess I'm gonna get closer and get a good picture of her nose booger because it's the only thing <laughs> it's the only picture this wants that this phone wants to take right now. Well, sometimes I will use I will zoom in on the OnePlus Nine to try and get my daughter more in the shot to create sort of a portrait effect because the portrait mode on the OnePlus Nine is bleh, dismal, yeah, to say the least. Pixel Six Pro, of course, portrait mode is great. I haven't played with any of the brand new portrait modes, but we'll get there. The macro mode, fast. It's very clear, I will say. From far away, it's very clear. So when you post it to social media, it doesn't immediately look like you took a macro shot, but at the same time, it looks so nice and tight and just like focused on the subject. So I'm pleased so far. Hmm. So Do, far. Does it have a macro mode? I didn't I didn't see that. Or is, or is it just like part of its regular portfolio that it can focus in Let really, me... really close? Because I know I know that like Apple made a big big boast about how ooh and now our new iPhone 13 has this brand new macro mode. See how again see again uh, uh, houseflies eye boogers way way up close. So when you shoot into 2x mode, I could have sworn the UI does this thing where it sort of like adjusts and it sees okay. that you're moving in really close to something, and I'll so that's what I'm. That's what I mean when I say macro mode. Okay, very good. Yeah, I, I, and I, I and I apologize. I don't mean super up close, by the way. Right. Sorry, my my mistake then. Yeah, I and uh, fortunately, I finally got like my first. I called like, it the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I finally got my first like after two and a half weeks. I finally had my first like not even a full day in Boston, like at the Boston Public Library in the Public Garden. Every time oh, this is finally. I know, and God, did I miss it so much. The uh, studios at uh, the uh, NPR studios, WGBH, the WGBH has like a studio actually at the Boston Public Library in the new edition that's like part in public display. So you can actually like be in the audience, just get yourself a cup, of, buy yourself a cup of coffee and a muffin or something. And, and so almost every Friday, I'd be like at the library and I'd always take a long walk through the library, then a long walk through Copley Square from the library, through the public garden, through Boston Common, all the way back to the train station, usually like at golden hour and taking pictures and just Ugh, having a good time. Perfect, right. The perfect missed, time. Missed it so damn much. And it also as a professional sort of thing, uh, there's, I'd always have my camera. I almost always have a camera with me because there, you never know where you're going to find like a really good picture. Uh, and also if I'm testing out a new camera or testing out a new phone, I have the series of like the same pictures I've been taking. I mean, the exact same pictures I've been taking at the Boston public library since like the iPhone, geez, maybe the, the second or third iPhone. Uh, so, Mm -hmm. so I was really excited to finally be able to take this, this, uh, this pixel out to see, uh, I've, I've been using it, of course, close to home and very, very impressed with it, but I know the history of how good or bad a picture of, of this in this frame of this scene is going to be at the, at the library. There's a, if you're ever in Boston, you have to check out the Boston public library. It really, it's open to the public. It's free because it is a public library, but it was the, it was built and designed like in the late 1890s as a giant flex of all of the new money that everybody who, everybody who had made become rich Ah, say, we're going to build a, we were, we were already this, we were already this city that kept outgrowing its libraries because we just people were just using them and using them and using them and becoming more and more popular. They just finally decided to make this. We're going to make this huge jewel box of a library, and the the architecture is gorgeous. The art is gorgeous. They commissioned uh, John Singer Sargent, famous famous portrait portrait artist John Singer Singer Sargent, to uh, if in case you're getting bored 
painting pictures of rich society dames and you're doing great with it. It's great. I mean, if you're getting bored, how about we give you this entire room, this entire like huge arch domed gallery that you can just build your own mural sequence throughout. And if you want to take 30 years to finish it, take 30 years to finish it. This is, and the singer was like, who had never done a mural sequence before was like, Oh, absolutely. Hell yes. And so uh, there is this uh, at the far east. I think the eastern wall of it. There is a there is a shot. Of, there is a painting that he made, monumental painting of. Uh, I won't get into the entire story of this mural sequence because it's fascinating. But it's like eighty minutes if it's like eight seconds. But uh, imagine this crescent moon, uh, lunar uh, shaped uh, painting of. Uh, <laughs> of like ancient religion ancient like egypt and assyria of like innocent people like being like attacked by the pharaoh attacked by like the the, the whoever the head of the of assyrian government is you know people are and uh this and the people like raising up their hands and god save us save us save us and these two hands holding back the whips and while they're the god's face is obscured uh by by doves excuse me by by red raven's wings because of course humans were not meant to like know the face of god and and, and the other parts of this are like all the other like ancient gods like astarte oh, the goddess world. of desire and this uh, this uh, this uh, from all like world religions and the amount of detail and it's, and it's gold leaf and it's paint and it's plaster uh, and it's like 30 it's a 30 feet up in the air and the first time that i took this picture with again maybe the iphone 2 the iphone 3 it's like okay it got sort of a picture of it because it's not floodlit they maintain the lighting in that in that gallery the way that it would have been in the late 1890s so that it is as the artist intended you to see it so the lighting is not really good and so you get you kind of got it in the in the iPhone three, and with every generation of new phone, I've I can see more and more details in it. Like there's a black there's it seems like a black circle like in the in the middle of it. And one year it was probably an iPhone. Like oh my god, there are actually like little like lines in it that with that intersect with each other to form stars i was never able to see in any other camera uh, and then this one with the pixel 6 was the first one I'm, I'm not these aren't revelations to me i'm saying that these are the first times that i because i've also taken pictures of this stuff with like my good cameras right. and stuff but you see like this just the outline of a face but you can see like two eyes set into it and this is the the Pixel Six was the first time when I was looking at these those pictures afterwards I could see that there is a nose and there is a mouth painted in and I'm talking about like the face is like ninety five percent black and the it's just like a shadow line for the nose and a shadow line for the mouth that's the first camera phone that I've used that actually was able to resolve Dang. that and the de- and without screwing up the details that's a heck else, of a measurement yeah I mean this is this is why I do those tests because. It's very. It's not enough for me to say, for me to say. Oh well, this is the best camera ever made. But but it does get my attention to realize that I have never seen that in a in a, in a camera phone before, uh, and and did a great job. It was also fun with all those the, the, that triple camera setup to be able to take all kinds of different pictures with zooms to have all these other different effects that I could sort of apply to it. Um, the uh, and also part of it is going outside, of course, uh, and taking pictures of squirrels in the public garden because I don't. You're, you see, you're lucky. You have a little kid who is like is going to be like energetic and running around and doesn't stop when you say, "Look, mommy wants to take a picture of you. Stop for God's sake, stand still for eight <laughs> seconds." And like so, uh, so uh, the way that I test out taking pictures of kids is 
trying to get pictures of squirrels because much like the kids, they are small. Right. They're darting right. left to right. They don't listen to me. Mm-hmm. They don't stop. And and but they might stop for a little bit if I leave them a treat. Anyway, uh, so uh, very very impressed with all of it. However, there were a couple of things that I kind of. Uh, and underscore something I noticed before and introduced something that I didn't notice before. One of them is that I think I mentioned this a little bit before that the pictures are often a little bit overcooked. I mean, they feel yeah. as though they're a little bit overprocessed. Absolutely. And some, most of the time it feels like something that you can, if you feel as though there's too much detail or you feel like there isn't enough shadow. Okay. Just push a couple sliders around it and you'll fix it. But sometimes like a, a I was by the time I left the library and started my walk, it was like the sun had, I think it was, it was like almost setting. So right. as a result, as a result, I took, as a result, like that I took 20 a, minute cusp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so sometimes what's so beautiful about that kind of light is that you have part of the street that's illuminated by this beautiful golden sunlight and the rest right. of it is in this beautiful, like dark shadow. And the pixel was not happy with that dark shadow, so it was like, "Oh, why don't I just boost up like the the light in this on these church, the, the yes, other side of these churches?" I have noticed that, mm-hmm. and like, ah, and I can't fix it. Like, all I can do is like make it a little bit less noticeable. I took a, I took a picture on my way in where it was a, it was just a fun. I was just killing time waiting for my train, and so oh look, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a shadow selfie where my shadow is like on this park bench, and beyond yes. it is this beautiful state capitol building. And because it, it would be kind of fun. It's kind of fun to have that dark, like just blot, blot out of all light. And of course, I'm wearing my hat. So it's kind of like just you can tell it's definitely me. But again, it's like, oh, I'm not satisfied with the idea of having even though even real life, this was a dark, dark shadow. I'm going to turn it into sort of a 50 percent gray so you can see all the wood grain on the on the bench in front of you. So that's kind of a bummer. Hopefully they'll they'll fix that. A bigger problem, though, is that. Again, within this, spe- I think it's within the specific time frame. It can easily the the white balance can easily get bamboozled if you're in like late, 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 late afternoon slash early evening light, and you're in sh- and you're taking pictures in shadow. It really the the color the color balance goes all goes way way into blue. Uh, and yes, I have yes. Yeah. And Absolutely. That, that's kind of bad. It, it can be fixed. Like I took a picture of about these. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about my wonderful new books. I got, I was at an estate sale over the weekend, bought a set of book bookcases that turns out to have like a historic story behind them. And I was told the story from a third party after I'd bought them. So it wasn't as though this was like suckering me into buying them. So I'll, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. But this was, <laughs> this is, I, I did I did have to mention this like because I thought it was so funny and so like real of life where free cycling I love free cycling I love the the generosity of people that feel like wow I really have no use for this table anymore but it's too good to throw away I'm gonna put it on the sidewalk and put a sign on it saying hey free take it and so if someone needs a table they can take a table but it also meant that like uh, I got them to like the sidewalk outside my building. I was going to take two or three trips, get all this stuff up. But before like the person with the, with a truck, like drop them off, I had to make sure I made these three like hand lettered signs saying, this is not trash. Leave it right where it is or else it would never have like, it wouldn't have been there yeah. like, while I'm lifting, carrying one up. Someone Somebody would have like had it in their CPU. <laughs> anyway, but all this is, all this is a pre, a, an, an adorable story that leads me to say that I took, I thought it was so funny that I took a picture of it and, Again, it was in the shadow side of a building, and they, it was really, really blue cast. And again, it, I could fix it. Not even have, not even mm. going through like Photoshop elements or something like that. Just going with Google Photos built in. Like here is what the white point should be. Here is how warm or cool it should be. But 
we we would hope that in a forthcoming update they are they will make some adjustments to whatever algorithms that are powering the camera to make sure these things don't happen because that is kind of bad like i don't like having to a, a phone that's a, a camera that's as good as this from a company that has this kind of reputation for making really really great cameras it shouldn't be bamboozled like that yeah well i will have to shoot a little bit more with it and and see but i I'm already kind of getting the gist of what you're talking about just from that one outing that I took with the phone. So uh, I'll have to see. I really want to also do some more side-by-side comparisons between yeah. the phones that I have around here. So that, let's. That, uh, I feel like we should revisit this yeah. at a later time as sort of like a check-in to see think, how we're doing with these what phones. It be very, what I'd be very interested in hearing is like how you would compare it with the OnePlus 9. Uh because that that does seem to be mm. like the 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 reference standard that a lot of people are comparing to. Obviously, the Samsung like twenty the twenty one or the twenty not the twenty two would be the twenty one probably the S twenty one yeah S, yeah is um, but that but you the always ultra. hear thank you very much you hear people comparing it to that and like and the one plus and I I've never touched a one plus nine in my life. Well, my husband has the nine pro. Um, so I would have to probably use his phone to take some. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna. Hmm. Well, we'll do it. We'll do that next. Stay tuned next to that, time. folks. Sometimes, not, not just the camera, but just overall, because I would. I've. I. I got my I brain that... churning about <laughs> some lab, some Ooh, lab work that I could pursue <laughs> during my work hours, <laughs> of course. <laughs> after uh, pie time. Yes. Well, af- yeah. After this, it's. Huh. <laughs> after this, it's get into bed with the heated blanket. That's going to just be so nice. So nice. Okay, we're going to take a quick water break. And then when we get back, we're going to talk about, we're just going to quickly talk about some Pixel news that's been sprouting up. Remember that folding Pixel phone that everybody said was supposedly happening, supposedly coming after the Pixel 6? I'm so excited about that. I can't wait for the announcement that's almost certainly coming in December. It's no? It's not happening. It's Damn. not happening. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were originally saying that it was going to happen in December. Yes. Which is like tomorrow. Not really. But Actually, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes, I was exaggerating. <laughs> I was exaggerating. I was. I, I admit it. But um, what I'm not exaggerating about is that apparently this flipping phone <laughs> has been canceled. Right. <laughs> This comes by way of an analyst, Ross Young, from Display Supply Chain Consultants. He had tweeted out a thread. There was an official uh, official blog post on the website. They basically said that Google, or that they had heard that Google has canceled orders for the display parts, and that the reasoning was that Samsung had such a great head start with, with its flipping phones that Google would have to increase what it was doing with that pixel for it to feel like it was worth the trouble. Those yeah. last parts were my editorializing, but that's based, that's the gist of what's going on. Yeah. They, they, they seem to be investing more in, uh, in Android 12 L as far as like creating a future for folding Android phones. And I guess Which, I'm guessing they have, exactly. they have, they have enough on their hands without trying to launch a launch, a folding phone to a market that is now the best that Samsung can say is that there is grudging acceptance that, their folding Samsung phone is not a complete total waste of money, <laughs> and that's that's the state of the not, market. Not right with now. the third generation guys. They've right. this is how Samsung does things, and 
to their credit, they have a proven track record of stick with us and we'll figure right. it out, kids. They're manufacturers so, by nature. And, all, and also, it's it's within their best interest. If, if One of the reasons why that they were launching this to begin with was that they want third party, they want manufacturers to buy their full panels. Come buy our displays, everybody. Give us the money. Would you like us to install the displays? How many would you like to order? Yes. One billion, two billion? Three billion. Please. And hey, if if you even want to make it part of your marketing that hey, we we didn't build a piece of crap folding phone like Samsung. We we waited for the technology to be mature. Fine, so long as you have an order of at least a million parts for for every quarter, <laughs> we t- dump whatever amount of horse manure you want on us about how how incompetent we are in the first four generations of this phone. Actually, actually, the latest generation is very, very cool. I wish, I wish I could afford a fifteen dollar, sixteen hundred dollar phone that folds that couldn't necessarily be my daily carry. I can't, but if I could, I would definitely own one. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I will say that there have been some follow up rumors that purport there is a, another folding variant in the pipeline that was rumored and speculated and somehow leaked and et cetera, et cetera. You all know how the story goes at this point, but it does lead us to believe that the Android 12 L is the key to what will eventually be some folding pixel phones. So keep hunkering down. Google's figuring out its thing, its trajectory with the flagships. It's figuring out its trajectory with folding phones. I think Samsung of course, of course, Samsung is going to set the president for this. Of course, Samsung is going to help us. <sighs> of course. <laughs> I swear, Andy, it's just like every, it's the same thing every couple of years. Just a merry-go-round. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, th- thank thank God that like now they're building phones that can last for three or four years. And thank God they're making it. Uh, releases of Android, they're making phones where they will guarantee you three or four, or sometimes five years of different updates. So you no longer have to think about, oh, God damn it. For two years, I, I'm enjoying this new phone, but two years from now, I'm just going to have to go through this crap again. Exactly. Exactly. And that is a great segue, actually, to our next little uh, news item. I want to kind of call it a blind item because blind items are fun, even though they usually deal with like scandalous and sad celebrity news. But Anyway, which, which celebrity's got a hickey that that <sighs> that he's that he's making no attempts to cover up and inspiring people to speculate. Guys, about. it's a PR ploy. The fact that Andy just brought it up shows you how much of a PR <laughs> ploy it is. The fact that it like made it into Andy's feed out of all because that's like a Daily Mail in in the in the weeds, you know, thing that like I would definitely find because my algorithm almost steers me there. But uh, I'm sorry, Andy. It's I, I'm I sorry you just, had to. I, I just thought it was hysterically that. funny that there's any currency whatever to be made about. Look, you won't guess who had a hickey. It's like, are we in junior high again? It's like, I don't care. <laughs> By the way, you could do that with a little Dyson hand vac. <laughs> just put the hand vac on your neck and just go. <laughs> well, I, I don't know who you're making out with, but he or she is a master. That was a perfectly round kiss, the kissing wow. that they were giving wow. you. <laughs> 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 I, am, am, I, am i am i right in saying that 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 he or she is providing the the proper amount of suction <laughs> by the way our dyson hand vac is a bug vac it's a glorified <laughs> bug vac which is why i bought it refurbished i saved a lot of money i, 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 I have i have to introduce this into the conversation because you brought up something that have you tried one of those like uh bug zapper tennis rackets they are no they we are do have perfect. like a the people who used to own this house, they left us a fly swatter. I think they just left it. And so it's. No, no, this, this, this is not a fly swatter. This is. An no, electri- I know it's oh, you know them. 
Right. Yeah. It's oh, an electrified grid, so you I've you don't have to like use. smack them. You just have to trick them into like saying, "Oh well, haha, stupid person trying to swing at me. I will land on this. Gah, I'm dead now." And I Andy, found you have you watched a bug's life? Have you watched a bug's life? Uh, a long time ago. Yes. Yeah. Well, first release, I think. I watched it recently because it's it it was on uh, Freeform, which is like one of the one of the many Disney channels. Yeah, you know, I just can't. <laughs> There's that whole scene with the mosquito going to the light, and anyway, yeah. anyway. Also, Kevin, anyway, back, back to the when pixel. Kevin Spacey was no was not problematic yet. Oh, that's right. I forgot <laughs> he was in that movie. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of blind items, anyway, back to, uh, back to the Pixel Six A. Good thing we're at the end of the podcast here. So the Pixel 6a, we've got rumors going on. The 9 to 5, the 9 to 5 Google, it says that the 6a will maintain the 6's camera visor. So that back, I was going to call it back splat. It is not a splat. That back bar that you see on the back there, it looks like it's just an aesthetic choice at this point, in addition to whatever actual utility element. it might serve exactly and there's a normal and ultra wide lens packed in there so it'll have the it'll have a similar camera array to the pixel 6 but it's not going to have the similar hardware so that actual sony sensor i believe it's a sony sensor it's used in the pixel 6 is not using the pixel 6a instead you're going to get the same 12.2 megapixel sensor that is found in the pixel 3 through the 5a and this is according to information uncovered by 9 to 5 Google's APK Insight team, which tends to have accurate insight. Yeah. They have a pretty great track record. So they're also saying that the 6A will have the same Tensor chip inside as the Pixel 6, which falls in line with kind of what Google's been doing with its A-series lineup, right? It's like, let's introduce this new perk that you get when you decide to save bucks mm-hmm. on your phone purchase. And it... it I'm not saying Google is going to come out of the you know gate like going ah software updates, but that is going to be a huge positive as a part of getting this A series is that because of that Tensor chip, you've got a tighter control, tighter control, more flexibility, whatever. Google will be able to uh, support software updates for the yeah. phones a little longer. So you're really looking at something that has a deal. Yeah, and, right. Three hundred dollars for a phone that lasts you five years. That would that would be awesome. I mean, already the five hundred ninety nine dollars for the one hundred twenty eight gig Pixel Six, I think, is a pretty freaking huge deal in the Android mm-hmm. community. If they can manage to get the price down to like Pixel Five or Pixel Four A Five G, like uh, probably not close to three hundred, but closer to like four hundred fifty. And but but if it's if if it's the exact same CPU, excuse me, the exact same Tensor chip, I can't say CPU anymore because we're not we're now in the era of homogeneous computing. There is no CPU. There is a city filled with different different kinds it's of machinery. Okay. It brings me back to a simpler time. Uh, remember overclocking. Remember how cool and interesting it would be. Oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna change this one resistor. Again. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's just. <laughs> I still, I still haven't. I mean, talk about how much the world had, world changed in a very small amount of time. I do have like still a bookmarks folder labeled like PC build. Back before Apple announced that they were doing their own Apple Silicon, when I decided that okay, Apple doesn't give a damn about the Mac. If they, if I want a powerful desktop machine, I'm gonna have to like build my own PC. It's gonna be fun. I'm going to enjoy it. And in the intervening time, a Mac, uh, Apple said, oh, actually, we're doing Apple Silicon. It is you're gonna be much much happier with a new desktop Mac than you 
with with Windows machine and the stuff that you would need to build a decent Windows machine. Just it's 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 somewhere in the iron grip of a bot someplace Mm -hmm. to say that. Thank you for putting this on the market for three hundred seventy nine dollars. I'll be selling it for not more than a thousand four hundred dollars because people are desperate. I will say I have a bookmarks folder that predates all this, which is a long, 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 long time ago when I worked in magazines. I tried really hard to try and write about a Hackintosh. Uh. And this was back when you would have to buy a physical, it was like a physical dongle. I I think you had to plug it into the motherboard's USB, which is not like a externally accessible one. Anyway, I have kept this bookmark folder by virtue of the fact that it's just a wonderful time capsule of a time when you could kind of do everything, but you kind of couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I was as, as part of my house cleaning, I, I was I, dear listeners. The video of was me, of me like very quickly and like keenly looking around because I turned up like the, the Hackintosh uh, like H there, there was an HP netbook that had enough uh, the built-in hardware that they, it was using was compatible with almost every built-in driver that Apple shipped with Mac OS wow. at that time. I think and I so it's, this. it was, it was still wasn't a linear process. It was still quick. Pr- you're not going to follow on a screen. You're going to print out all of these instructions one by one by one after it wasn't an expensive laptop, but like after $400, it's like, I'm not going to brick this damn thing. I'm not going to run windows seven on it. I'm going to, if this either is going to run Mac OS or, or, or bust, but Mac Oh my God, it was so, it was so cool to have this, to have this yes. tiny, tiny, like I, before the iPad, even have this iPad like device that was running for real Mac OS. And also, and also I will say that the incredible flex of like I, I was i still remember all the times where i was at a, a, i spent like a few days at a film festival and like people i was in like the press area and oh god you, and yes. you, 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 don't, you can almost hear like the, the squealing of rubber tires as other people like stop with wait is that is that running mac is that a is that a, a mac with a nine inch screen like yep like what but what what is it how'd you where'd you get it i made it <laughs> how did you make okay, it wait Through did a, you did you write about this at the time? Yeah, yeah, years ago, and I made it's a, 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 very actually, possible that I referenced this article that you may have written way back in the day because I vaguely recall this HP Hackintosh situation. Actually, I think it's one of my earliest YouTube videos too, where I've got because one of my I realized that there were a lot of videos that kind of showed that it was possible, but I'd never seen a video that said, well, okay, let's say you've actually done it. I want to prove to you that this thing will actually run that. Yes. Yes. Hey, look, Hey, look, it's got Wi-Fi. Hey, look, you can use that feature where you can wirelessly connect to someone else's CD drive. Hey, yes, it will run. It will, it will install apps. Hey, yes, it'll do all this other sort of stuff. But Here yeah, it was. And it not goes Hackintosh on Mac daily news. Yep. 2009. I vaguely remember this. Oh, what a, what a walk down memory lane, Andy. <laughs> you know, it was Obama was just elected. People seem to laugh more. <laughs> it was a well. time of optimism. Oh my goodness! And and a, <sighs> and, a, and a young and a young puckish Andy Anarco didn't have the foresight to think that. Gee, I bet that if uh, I bet that if I could leverage this like 1.2 million view video to like and the attention that's getting to create, I know that you can't really make any money off of YouTube right now. But perhaps in four or five years, I could have I could have a juggernaut of a tech site. But the thing is, I I had no interest in making videos, so that was a moot point. 
I, I still <laughs> I still hate making videos. It's such a hard thing for me to think in terms of I, I, will, I will write I will it's write a the different script way for of something. Thinking. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I have so much respect for like like my friend Renee Ritchie, who's been like building his YouTube channel and doing like a video almost every single day. And it's like I just cannot get my brain interested in doing anything beyond writing what needs to be written to make this happen. Like, oh, so now I have to sit and actually like record video for this. And oh, now I have to actually edit it. And oh, now I have to create a thumbnail of me slapping the side of my face and going bug out like, Like, okay. I know. I uh, Conversation for another day because there's so many nuances between the two jobs, but (laughs) uh anyway if you want to see me and andy on some video you're not going to (laughs) because we don't record this podcast on video we record it on audio and um we want to thank everybody for listening this week i know it's a holiday week and sometimes you know again hopefully you're listening while again hoping to god that the turkey will be done in time i i promise you the people who are waiting for your meal are going to love it no matter what. So as long as it's not like going to make them sick, they'll, you know. As long as it's away. not like, oh, what was the, where's the turkey that caves in? Was that a Christmas story? That was a uh, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, I think. Yes. Thank you. You're right. That's National Lampoon's. Oh, God. my, I'm getting sick thinking about that <laughs> scene, actually. Um, sorry, everyone, for putting that in your heads. Chevy it's Chase a rough does scene that to, to watch. People. You're right. Yeah. Mm, yes. It's uh, anyway. Hey. Well, I hope everybody has a really safe holiday. Um, Andy, I want to thank you for putting the show doc together this week, as you always do. And I want to really thank you it. for, as always, being such a good friend and such a good co-host. It's always, it's I, I once once we sign off, this is this is we didn't we didn't talk about this at the top of the show, but this is like retailers have their Black Friday where they're just. Oh God, it's it's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be horrible, and we're just going to have to get through it. Tech journalists or anybody who's like are, are similar kind of jobs, it's like, hi. Uh, the thing is, like, uh, I'm taking a flight out on Wednesday morning, so if you could have like that thing on Tuesday, so that I can edit it, or at least, oh no, well actually, we're not going to be editing it for another week, but I want to be able to tell like my manager that. Uh, it's in, and so we don't have to worry about that when we open off, up the office again on on Monday. And imagine having like eight different people and editors and things that are like each trying to say, yeah, you know, but actually Monday would be even better because like I want to take Tuesday as a personal day uh, because I want to be able to like pack and stuff. And I'm like, I can't. It's it's actually due in like a week after that. And now you're asking me, yeah, I know, but it'd be so great if you could do that. I'm like, I guess that, that, it's okay. I will say I'm not having these problems at the moment. I'm I'm literally taking four days off. It's going to be quite wondrous. Um, nobody bother me, please. <laughs> Don't bother me. I'm, <laughs> I won't be here. I won't be available. Uh, but Andy, doing radio this week or are you off because of Thanksgiving? We are off because of the giving of thanks. Uh, but if you mm-hmm. go to WGBHnews.org, as usual, uh, they have all the, the Anatko archives on Boston's NPR station, WGBH. Wonderful. Uh, so you can see last, you're going to hear last week's episode, week before, week before that. Uh, as I'm usually on Fridays, usually around noon, usually eh, sometimes plus or minus a half an hour, but, uh, but it's a, it's a way old time. Thank you, Andy. You are wonderful. I'm looking and forward I'm to seeing. I'm looking, for I'm looking you, forward to. We're, we're going to be swapping our like Thanksgiving like dinner photos like on Instagram because I'm looking. I would looking love forward to, to that, yes. that window into like you know. <laughs> I I will absolutely do that. Although I'll probably end up sending it to you privately on Slack because. 
I'll take that as well. I'll, I've that, taken that, actually, that route. Even even better, if I send you like stuff on Slack, you get to see like the mini pie that didn't come out well at all. Yes, please. I decided to I simply forget love. ever happened that didn't even make yes. it into the freezer. Yeah. Yes. Listen, we all have that little pie that goes in the freezer for that, you know, that snack three weeks later. Okay. I do it the same here. And another thing, Flo, I never met Jack Papine's mother, but she's full of crap. I mean, whatever, whatever shortcut she took, you, we shouldn't take those shortcuts because look at this, look at this, Flo. <laughs> that was like a pound of gruyere. I want to thank Jim, our editor, for never taking any shortcuts and making us sound so good every single week. Thank you, Jim, for getting this podcast together on a hectic holiday week. As for me, uh, we did record an episode of Gizmodo's Gadgets, so that will be going up on Thanksgiving Day for anybody who's interested. I mean, it's you can have a lot of flow in your ears. <laughs> so, enjoy. Uh, we will Just be like back next week, everyone. that sucker all the way out. I mean, you're going to have so much flow in your ears. <laughs> We will be back next week. Uh, Until then, if you would like to know more about us at relay.fm slash materials, where you'll find access to show notes, past shows, and everything else you need to know, as well as relay.fm slash membership, which we need to talk about soon. Yes. Again. More more, more special episodes coming up. Subscribe to us. Part of part of the the putting together that new or stocking up that new bookshelf that we will be talking about next week was like stuff materials that we we're going to be using in like future in material uh, special mm-hmm. podcasts in materials perfect so that was perfect see how it all comes around there's no such thing as simply something that's just tangential or just a distraction or something it all circles around now I need to get a new bookcase damn it Andy I recommend it. It's, is, it. It is so much more convenient than just like carrying the books around the house like all the time. My books are, I, I have no room to put any new books in here. Not even a periodical. <laughs> anyway, maybe I'll fix it. Who knows? Uh, anyway, everyone have a great week. Be safe. See you later. Bye. Gobble, gobble.